welcome to Series 1, Episode 9 of Heart Points, a one-on-one actual play podcast. I'm your husband and GM, Zach. And I am your wife and player, Diana. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hello, my darling. Hi. How are you doing? I am okay. I'm very excited to play. Yeah, me too. It's my birthday today. Yep. We're recording uh, on my birthday. Happy birthday! <laughs> I was um, doing a dance for I, those it, that, that missed that. It was beautiful. Um, <laughs> we've had a very busy week. Yes. Our puppo had surgery, and that was very upsetting. It was. Um, but she's okay now. But if we might yell at her occasionally through the podcast. Hopefully we won't have to. And uh, I did get a very lovely mug for my birthday that says, Beware the Smiling Dungeon Master, which I'm super happy for. I don't have a lot of, like, DM merch, although it's I'd say it's a pretty big part of my identity at this point. I GM I, and DM a all lot. All the time. And every time you're ever like, oh, I'm interested in this game, and you get other people interested in it, none of those people are like, oh, well, uh, I'll run the game. It's because you have al- you already own the game, usually, so you're, like, the one who has to run them. So you're constantly the DM or the GM. So, yeah, you should have a lot more merch. Yeah. I'm glad I'm starting your process for you, though. So I'm excited to, like, now it's official. I am an, I'm a yes. GM. It's also very accurate. You are the worst when you are smiling. I think that's a very common, like... I think I think so. the shitty... I mean, there there was a whole line of, yeah. like, mugs and stuff that, that call it out. I think it's well known that if your GM is smiling, it's probably... An issue. Yeah, it's probably a bad thing. Yeah. I'm really excited because coming up here, uh, I'm going to be able to play Dungeon World for, I think, the first time. Oh, that's exciting. I don't think I've ever played. I've only ever GM'd. So uh, it will be a good experience, I think, for me to play and see it from this end yeah i really i really do think the system's really cool and i haven't mastered it yet and i really want to although i don't really think i got comfortable with we've been playing torchbearer and we're 14 or 15 sessions into torchbearer and i wasn't that few uh, yeah right but when you think about it we've been playing it every other week yeah 14 sessions for a while um every other week that's a lot. I can't do math, but that's a lot. That's a long 20, time period of playing. weeks divided by four is a number I can't... Seven, right? Seven months? Seven months. Wow. And I don't nah. think... I, I don't think I really felt comfortable with Torchbear until, I don't know, maybe five or six sessions in. Mm-hmm. And I'd been playing uh, Mouse Guard before that. Right. So and that's the same. I think it takes a while to like start to feel like really comfortable with the system. Right. And I actually think I'm starting to get there with this. Yeah. I agree. I think I'm we're getting into it. a groove. Yeah. I hope so, anyway. So, do you remember what happened yes. last time we played? Yes. Diana's favorite thing, food. Food, It's my yes. favorite thing. So, um, Sound woke up in Omen's place. His mom... Well, I guess she didn't wake up. She, she was there, and his mom took care of her, stitched her up, so now she's got this awesome scar across mm-hmm. her abdomen, which is really neat. She got to make camp, which means I got to level up. I no longer have a negative one in any of my stats, which is awesome. And I have a new book that's sort of my expertise that I'm excited to start exploring. Um, woke up, ate some food, kind of solidified that Omen is going to be a recurring character and his family is going to be a recurring character for me. Went to Marinho, found um, Narcisu, and um, we're talking, we had some food. I conned him into getting me food for the rest of the night. I spent the whole day with them just mooching off of them. It was great. That's my favorite thing. That's Diana's favorite thing to do. And then I went and found Moringu. We went, I mooched staying over where he's staying. Free places to sleep. It's important. And then we were on the roof talking, smoking some hashish, as one does. And this see-through, appearing, disappearing creature appears behind Moringu. And... Sal, who may or may not be on a substance, loudly whispers, Marinho, Marinho, don't look behind you. But what is that thing? Which I do have to ask, how is Marinho supposed to identify this thing if you you can't look behind him? Have you never drunk whispered to someone? 
This is what I'm imagining. No, like it's like it's, a drunk whisper. Yeah, it's not the drunk whisper part that no, has me confused. Well, I understand you, the loud whisper. No, 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 no. When you drunk whisper to someone, you're drunk whispering nonsense. That's what Diana does. So this is what sounds doing. No, sound- Diana drunk whispers in Portuguese. I don't do that all the time. Oh, okay. That is an only occasional occurrence. Oh, okay. I just wanted to be clear. I don't bust out my mother tongue when I'm drunk. Just only sometimes. It's not an all-the-time thing. Okay. But anyway, I don't know. He's supposed to turn around. Is what he's supposed to do. But she knows it's a dangerous situation. So that's why she leads with that. But she doesn't know what it is. He has more knowledge than her. And she's a little bit toasted. Is okay. it, do you say that when you're high? Are you toasted when you're high? I have no idea. I don't either. I also don't, I really I also don't, don't know. know if you I get don't party enough to know the lingo. lingo yeah, for, I don't either. For cool kid activities. Do get high from hashish? Or do you just get like a equivalent of a buzz yeah i think you get more yeah i think this is like fantasy hashish and it's like do you get a buzz or do you get high i think you get like a buzz okay i don't think it's guys you are learning so much about how hard we party i know we're the hardest the coolest but i've always kind of imagined that like part of the reason it was more widespread because it doesn't mess you up because it didn't mess you up as much it just kind of like like there was obvious effects but it didn't like I know what I've kind of just assumed that like intentional breeding and strains in like the modern age has made it a more effective. I really don't party or understand the historical place of drugs at all. I but really in don't. this context, because I'm, I mean, I just left the hyena man's house. How is hashish working in this it's, context? It's a mellow buzz. Okay, mellow we'll buzz. Put it we that can, way. We can do that. I can do that. By the way, though, if you are really interested in the history of drugs, I highly recommend Michael Mohammed Knight's Tripping with Allah. It talks about the history of drugs, specifically in the history of drugs as they relate to religion and specifically in Islam. And it's really interesting. That's basically the extent of my knowledge about like the historical place of drugs and alcohol. I have zero context, and you talk about that book a lot, so I should probably read it. It's a really good book. I've also been reading his Magic in Islam, which is also really good. I love it. Let's roll play. Okay, all right. This form appears behind Mourinho, and it was, like, on all fours, like, hunched over, and it kind of rises up to its hind legs. Mm -hmm. Now that it's close enough, you can see it looks like... Are you familiar with the concept of a masquerade? Ball? No. Like a masquerade as in a spirit. I am familiar with spirits. Okay. So this figure is, it looks like it's um, a painted wooden mask with many eyes dotting all over this circular mask. Okay. That's terrifying. It has long flowing straps that make up its form and clothing. Okay. Um, feathers and, like, leather straps of many different colors. Uh, almost like it's just, like, covered in belts, almost. Okay. Like, it's just draped with these belts, kind of straps. Almost like a bird, but made up of feather and leather. And it stands up and it rises to its full height, and it is humanoid. Okay. But it is not human or typical humanoid proportions. It's very, okay. like, top-heavy. Okay. has huge, broad shoulders and massive, huge hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it doesn't look like any of the races that you've encountered okay. in Segaranza or anywhere. Okay. And it stands up behind Mourinho, and I think this is when Sao high whispers, Yes. Don't look now. Which, of course, is exactly what Mourinho does. Obviously, yes. He turns around and he sees this form behind him and he lets out a short sharp scream and uh, this figure raises up one massive hand balled up in a fist what does Sal do? She grabs her rapier and just shoots it up so Mourinho is in between Sal I can reach around him that's how arms work that's how you hug people your arms go around them okay so I have a few questions okay my first question is, did Sal bring her rapier up to the roof to smoke weed? Always. It is always on her body. She never takes it off. I've never said that I take it off, and I have said several times it's always on my body. All right. I'm cool with that. I never take I never take it off. The only time, and I'm giving you permission to write this down, the only time she will ever take it off is if she ever takes off her pants. 
because it is part of how she keeps her pants up. They're very billowy, as okay. you would recall. That's how Was she, she sleeping with them on? Yeah. She's not getting naked in a room full of people she doesn't know. Okay. All right. Okay. So you have your rapier. I'm yeah. cool with that. This concept of reaching around okay, a man right. who's presumably, I've been picturing him as taller yes. than Sal. Yeah. Reaching around him with that is her a bit, rapier that to is strike a bit far, out. That is a bit far, far-fetched. So I can will, I just be that I put my hand on it? The rapier? No, I think we're going to go with this. <sighs> I just think you're going to have to defy danger to do it. Okay. That is very doable for me. All right, I think that is probably Dex. You're yeah. acting fast and... I agree. That's a four. There is nothing I can do to save this. That's a five with my Dex. Do you want to use your luck? No. All right. Then... I think it makes sense that I would fail at trying to do this if I'm just a teensy bit not in my wits. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Mark experience. You lunge forward and try to get around Mourinho to, like, jab your rapier in this into this thing. Mm-hmm. And... I think you barrel right into Mourinho. Like, you just slam into him from behind. And he yelps again and falls forward. And your rapier goes forward past him towards this thing. I think it goes up right into this, like, wooden-looking mask Mm -hmm. and just phases right through it. Okay, cool. And then you and Mourinho both fall forward and phase right through it. And when you fall through this thing... You feel as if your heart stops for a moment. It feels like you're having like heart palpitations and you feel this cold wave wash over you. Mm-hmm. Take 1d4 damage. That's a four. That is a four. I got a, just a four right away. You and Marinu um, right. fall onto the roof and uh, phase through this creature and uh, it fades away. Mm-hmm. And Marinu starts like pushing you off of him mm-hmm. he shoves you off him and he's like oh gods are you okay Sal?" i think so yeah he like looks himself over and then he looks around the roof and he goes that was a devil <laughs> like um that shouldn't be here that's really strange and he's like looking around like trying to keep an eye out for it uh what does sound do now that i have this new book spells and magics when you first encounter an important creature, location, or item covered in your bardic lore, you can ask the GM one question about it. The GM will answer truthfully. I have spells and magics. It, does this fall under that? I think it falls under magics, yeah. So what do I know about devils? That is, so you can ask me one question. What? what? Be more specific okay, than right. what do I know about devils. Okay, all right. Okay, why is Mering you surprised that there's a devil here? Ah, Mourinho is surprised to see a devil on the roof of the Galus Crest because Sagaranza is one of the most well-protected cities against devils because of uh, Ukurosao mm-hmm. and the constantly burning Sephira crystals. Right. So he is panicking a little bit, uh, and you can see like this kind of this sweat break out uh, on his forehead. The devil reappears, um, standing over you two. And it raises a fist again and goes to slam it down on Sal. What do you do? Can I try to defend? That's when you're defending someone else. So going off of the information that I currently have, assuming that's all that Sal has, I think she's going to try and use her lucky charm as some sort of like talisman. She might hold it in her hand. Okay. Because she doesn't know what else to do. So she's just kind of holding on to her lucky charm. I think she just grasps it and does nothing. She already tried to attack it and she couldn't. So I think this is what she does. I think she grabs her, I think she holds on to her her lucky charm and just doesn't make a move, doesn't do anything. Roll defy danger plus wisdom. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I rolled a 12. A nat 12? A nat 12. But my wisdom is only a zero. My intelligence is a plus one. This fist slams right through Sal. She grabs her, that lucky charm around mm-hmm. her neck and the fist slams right through Sal. As the fist comes down, I think when it's inches away from her chest, mm-hmm. it just starts to dissipate into nothingness mm-hmm. uh, until it's just kind of standing over her as if its fist was like resting on the roof, mm-hmm. 
standing over her with like no arm from like halfway down the bicep like down where it disappears in front of her so if yeah so if the arm didn't disappear it would be through me resting on the roof but it is completely not visible not Mm -hmm. there where it would be entering me so about bicep down yeah Mourinho grabs Sal he grabs you and he pulls you up and he goes we have to get closer to a Saphira lamp and he looks over the edge and there sure enough there are two Saphira lamps burning at the um at the front door of the Galus crest Mm -hmm. and he pulls you up and the this devil like turns its wooden head and like it twists sideways and it's staring at you as you guys stand up what do you do how far off the ground are we from the roof Mm, to the ground one story so we could jump it and be fine you could also jump it in and get hurt well i right but we could, it's not like an automatic death I, jump. Yeah, yeah, but we could yeah. also try and run away from this thing on the yeah. roof and also die. So I say, I think we got to jump. Okay. I tell Mourinho that. I think we have to jump. Tuck and roll, dude. Tuck and roll when we get down there. Uh, Yeah, you look down and you see, I think there is an awning, like in front of maybe like a window. Okay. Or in front of the windows of the Galus Crest. So you could try to go for the awning or you could just try to like just get right in front of the Saphir Crystals. I go, Mourinho, let's aim for that awning. But really, just tuck and roll, dude. Tuck and roll. Okay. We gotta get by those crystals. Tuck and roll. Okay. I think... Defying danger. No? (laughs) What? Making a song. Okay. (laughs) Uh, The devil... Yeah, the devil starts charging at you, too. Okay. uh, You jump. I jump. Roll. And I I drag Mudding you with me. I'm, like, holding on to him. All right. That is Defy Danger Dex. I'm defying danger. Why? I don't know, because that's what's coming in my head. That's an 11. Boop, boop. Plus your dex, which is... That's a 12. That's 12. 12, 12, 12. So, yeah, you uh, you guys do it. You uh, you leap as this, as this monster kind of reaches out for the two of you. Uh, you guys r- leap off the edge of the roof and hit this awning and roll down into the street. Mm-hmm. I, actually, I think there's like two people out on a stoop like down the road that are also smoking hashish and, and drinking ale and they see you guys and are like taken aback and they start like yelling in a language I, th- I don't think you understand I think you just hear people yelling at you mm-hmm. and uh, the the dust like billows out in the street and uh, you look up and that creature is on the edge of the roof looking down at you too uh, what do you do? is the inn open? it's the bar part of the inn open yeah I look to Mourinho, and I just start walking towards the door to go back inside the building. Just start walking? Yeah. Okay. I'm assuming we're not far from the door. Running would be a bit ridiculous if I'm going just two feet. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's true. Why would I run if I'm going... I don't know. What would be a jump? I I feel like adrenaline kind of just, like, takes... I mean, my walk is probably quite fast, but it would be ridiculous to run two feet to a door. I'm assuming I'm not far from the door. Yeah, you walk to the main entrance, and there there are those Saphira crystals that Mm -hmm. are burning in front of it. Yeah. Um, I walk in, and I drag... I have not let go of Mourinho. Like, the shirt, the arm, I don't know how I'm holding on to him, but I am holding on to this guy, and I have not let him go. Okay. You you pull him through the door, and there's still a few people drinking inside, and uh, he is like coated in dirt, and I, I think maybe he like scraped his face in the in the tuck and roll, mm-hmm. and uh, so he's like bleeding just a little bit, and uh, panning pretty heavily. And you guys walk into the tavern and the drinking area. I think he's he's Where pretty shaken. Is the owner? <laughs> you want to find the owner? I want to find somebody in charge. Okay. Uh, uh, this is this is my. I need to speak to your manager. There's a larger man behind the bar. And he is cleaning things up, wiping things down, basically tending to it now that most of the people in the bar are in the tavern are asleep. He's basically just cleaning up. Sir, I do not mean to alarm you, <laughs> but there is a devil on your roof. I think he looks at the two of you and goes, You two need to sleep it off. Okay, except also there is a real devil on your roof. Like we just saw one. Is for real. I don't just jump off of things for fun. There was a real, real devil. Please address this issue. He rolls his eyes at you. Okay, when people start dying, I want you to remember that this conversation happened. Thank you. 
why, uh, why don't you roll charisma? Okay. Roll plus charisma. I do have charisma, and I always forget I have charisma. <laughs> I'm just kind of a butthead. You're very charismatic. Um, I'm, well, okay, yes. five plus two is seven. I am very charismatic. But this is a hard-to-believe story. Yeah, he says, uh, if I go and wake up my guards and send them up there to check, and there's nothing there, I'm kicking you both out. Can't you just walk out right now and look up with us? One of the semi-drunk guys at like at one of the tables, he says, uh, let's see, let me pick a name. He goes, uh... Bobbert. I'm going for a theme here, Diana. <laughs> All right. I'll go out and check, boss. And uh, he stands up and he like rolls his shoulders and he's like, his like eyes are half open because he's very tired and pretty drunk. Mm-hmm. And he goes... Come on, show me what you saw. Has Mourinho been silent this whole time? I think Mourinho is now like holding on to you, um, and is like, is like, listen, we should, we should just leave it alone. It probably, like, it probably can't do anything. No, so I drag him <laughs> and the drunk guy outside. Okay. I'm like, I don't know if it's still there. I'm saying this. I don't know if it's still there, but it was there, and it was looking at us when we walked in. I don't know if it's gonna still be there or not. But I promise you, we saw a devil. Uh, you guys go out into the streets and look up at the roof, and there is nothing there. You are staring up into the night sky. I promise you, I saw one. The guy shakes his head, and he goes, um, Sometimes you see ghosts. It happens. I think he like pats you on the shoulder, and he goes, It's best not to think about. Head back to bed. Everything will be fine. And uh, he heads back inside. Mudding you, you saw that. Yeah, I I did. I, I saw it, but I think now that we're here with the like the crystals, we're probably okay. I think. Okay, I guess. He shrugs and he goes, "I don't, I don't really know. Like, I've never seen one before, but I guess it's possible that they can." appear sort of it couldn't touch us except didn't it feel weird when you went through it yeah, he like rubs his chest over his heart and he says yeah something hurt but it couldn't like it that has to be the crystals right i i don't i don't know what do you know about sapphire crystals since you, you were part of the mining guild I know that they are semi-difficult to mine, but once you find them, there's a lot of it to be found. It's not like you have to go searching very hard for it. Once you find it, there's a lot of it. Okay. Um, it's hard to get to, but once you're there, it's it's very easy to get. Okay. Um, for the properties of it, I just know that it is everywhere and that it is protective, and I've been told that it'll protect you from everything. But my lucky charm is onyx. And it's also protective. So I think maybe Sound Sound doesn't really believe that it protects against everything. But she doesn't know... She doesn't really believe Sephira protects against everything? Yeah, because she also has this Onyx that protects her as well. So she doesn't really believe that Sephira protects against everything. But she does believe that it protects against a lot of things. But what? I couldn't tell you. Because I don't know. Are we making our way up back to the bed while we're talking about this? The bedroom, not the bed. Do you want to? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think you guys turn and you venture back into the room. And I think Mourinho's shaking a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. or, or he's at least very... His head is on a swivel. Mm-hmm. He's, like, jumpy. But I think he is kind of... He's reassuring you in an attempt to reassure himself. Mm-hmm. And he says, I've heard of people seeing shades of devils I've never heard of it in Sagaranza and I've never seen it myself but I guess it's possible I mean it's definitely possible it can't hurt to protect yourself like moving forward in other ways as well but yeah in case for whatever reason they stop being shades and they start being real he goes uh do you think we should tell someone yeah, that's why I told the inn. He goes, no, no, I mean, like, should we tell the church? Oh, that's a really good question. I don't 
No. Do you think they'll believe us? No. I doubt it. So then it's not kind of worth it. Maybe it is. What if they become real and they start murdering people? He shakes his head. Um, he goes, I I don't know. I'm too tired and I'm too worn out. And I think he, he, you guys reach the big room that you're sharing with some other members of mm-hmm. uh, Umartelu. Mm-hmm. And he goes, um, I just, let, let's, let's sleep it off and we'll figure it out tomorrow. Okay. Uh, so you go back to bed. Which I think allows you to... I think when you rest, you restore HP. I have to consume a ration to get HP back. Okay. Not too concerned. I have 14 right now out of 18. I think it's okay. Okay. Not too worried about it. So you and Mourinho and the rest of Umartelu sleep throughout the rest of the night without incident. Mm-hmm. In another part of the city that Sal is not aware of. Masia is meeting with some of her lieutenants and some of her uh, guild members. Mm -hmm. And they are telling her that one of the soldiers is in infirmary because he got hurt while out on... Uh, well, he wasn't on patrol. The uh, Her lieutenant assures her. And her eyes narrow very darkly. She shoves the lieutenant who's giving her these order, the, mm-hmm. these, these, this report. And she uh, puts her fingers to the bridge of her nose and she goes, I told them not to wear their official armor if they were going to do these foolish... <sighs> she takes a deep breath. She goes and she meets with this fool in the infirmary. Mm-hmm. And she asks him who hurt him. And he gives her a report. And she grits her teeth so hard she feels like they might crack. <laughs> this stupid bitch is going to get it from me when I go to that town hall meeting and I very loudly say that her guards are attacking Knowles, and that I attacked one of her guards, and that if we should be, if we don't believe me, go find her guards. Somebody is hurt. I'm going to say that at this meeting. Okay. So, uh... Stupid perk. so dumb. You're so dumb, lady. You get up the next morning, and, uh, some of Umortello is still up, is, is up and about. Some of them are still asleep. Mm-hmm. Mourinho is... One day until the guild meeting. It's not tonight. It's the next night. Is it? It was three nights. It was three nights. We spent one night. One, two. Oh, no, wait. It's tonight. It's tonight. tonight. It's tonight. Yeah, the guild hall meeting is tonight. I don't think that's right, but it's fine with me. You met Pete Myth your first day. Yeah. Yesterday was your second day. Yes. And he said it's three nights from now. So that That was first night. Second night. Last night was the second night. And this This is is the the third third night. night. Yeah, okay. That's right. Yes. This this I'm this day counting. this day is the end of this day is when it'll happen. Mm. Yes, that is accurate. Okay. Mourinho is up in the in the like hostel room and there's a small tray set up with with coffee and he's kind of nursing a coffee as he sits on the edge of the bed. And there's some other people up and they're all being quiet cuz other people are still asleep. Right. Uh, but Mourinho knows, notices when you get up and he nods. I nod back. Uh, what what do you want to do? I go sit next to him. Okay. So last night, that really happened, right? He nods. He goes, yeah, that really happened. What are we going to do? He takes a sip of his coffee. Uh, and he goes, yeah. Sam was also drinking coffee. Okay. I forgot that I made that a character thing of hers. She's also drinking coffee. Okay. He hands you a mug. He goes, I think for now we should just not worry about it there's nothing we can do can you do me a favor when you're moving around the towns and moving around this town can you just keep an ear out see if you hear any more about stuff like this i know it happens but like if you hear about it happening more or some rumbles or something or anything suspicious he nods and he says um i think narcissu would believe us i'm going to talk to him and maybe together we can we can keep our ear to the ground and see if we can find anything. 
Thank you. I think that's a good plan. He nods. He goes, uh, thank you again for saving me again. I owe you a lot, I think. One day I'll call it in, bud. I promise. Uh, and he laughs. He nods and he says, so what are your, what's your plan for today? Um, I'm going to Guildhall meeting later tonight. He looks at you kind of askance. He goes, why? I just, I met someone. They thought it would be a good idea for me to go, so I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. He shrugs and he goes, okay. Uh, seems like it'd be a waste of your time to get involved in the politics here. I mean, probably, but I don't really have anything else to do right now, today, so I think I'm just gonna hit that up. Probably a little bit more exploring. Uh, what is it that, what, how do you spend the day before, before the skilled hall meeting? So there's a very real chance that I'll get super, super lost on my way there. Mm-hmm. So I make sure that I'm there very early. I make sure that I'm like in the neighborhood, not to the building, but in the neighborhood very early. Cause I might get real lost. Okay. Why don't we do our... Navigate. Yeah. When I navigate the inscrutable streets of Sagranza in search of a person, place, or thing, I roll my wisdom. So let me roll my wisdom. I rolled a six plus a zero is a six. All right. How do you try to get to the guild hall? I think I'm feeling a little cocky. I successfully navigated the train once. Mm -hmm. I think I tried that again. And it ends poorly. Yeah, I think it does. Um, You knew a few things. You knew that the guild hall was on the heart line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you knew that it was north of where you were staying. Mm-hmm. So you hop on a train to head north and you end up taking it all the way to the end. And you get to this wall. You get to the wall on the end and pay two gold. Okay. That hurt the pocketbook just a teeny bit. So, let's see. So, we've established that the hand line, the hand line, its southernmost end, mm-hmm. is Dwarf Town. Mm-hmm. We know that the easternmost corner of Segaransa is Corpse Town. So, I'm trying to think of what the north one leads you into, what the furthest north point leads you into. I mean, in typical city layouts, mm-hmm. it's usually the most rich people. You think the furthest north? I was thinking north center. So that's like I'm, a certain type of rich people? Like the people who want mansions live further away, and then the people who want like Manhattan live in Manhattan. I think that... Because of like steam and... like There's like a legit... like You can look at cities and get a general idea just because of how cities are built where certain neighborhoods are and where certain people live. I think that makes sense. I think the richest people would probably live on the rail, mm-hmm. like would live closest to the rail line, mm-hmm. would live as far away from Corpstown as they probably could. Right. I think that makes sense. These are some of the things you notice. There are more two-story buildings here, and they're more fabulous. They're not just painted in pastel colors. They have tiling and... Do they have stripes, like pajama houses? They can have stripes like pajama houses if you want. Yeah. I'm just giving a suggestion. Let's do stripes like pajama houses. And... We're going Portuguese. Some of them are two stories, and they have gates around them, which are something that you have not seen in the Mm -hmm. rest of the city. When you look up to the wall uh, that's at the top of the valley, this wall is reinforced... And there's actually another wall, like, there's a wall at the top, and then there's another wall at the base of the stairs. And you actually noticed on your way in that that your train passed a wall as well. So this is the most reinforced part of the city. Mm -hmm. Every house has a courtyard, and there's grass, and the dried-up river that cuts through Segaranza that the Heartline runs alongside. Right, right actually has some water here Mm -hmm. it's not much and it's low and it's thin but it is there there's water and there are people washing things and 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 pulling out water and uh this is by far the most affluent neighborhood you've seen and there are lots of elves here dressed in uh long flowing white robes and veils 
There are a lot of humans here. Mm -hmm. There are a lot less dwarves. Um, there are quite a few halflings as well. It's mostly elves, halflings, and humans. See almost no orcs. Couple orcs, but they mostly look like they are in Work working. Working. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, no gnolls, no lizard folk. Mm -hmm. A lot fewer of the what quote unquote monstrous races. Right. And that's where you find yourself at the end uh, of the line, very literally. Um, and you have about 30 minutes or so until the train heads back down the heart line. What do you do? Panic a little. Okay. Because if anyone is going to know my family, it'll probably be these people. So I'm very nervously moving my hair, very consciously moving my hair over my right shoulder, playing with it so that my birthmark is hidden. That birthmark that I kind of forgot that I had, so I'm sure some of you probably forgot I had. So I'm hiding that, mm -hmm. being very conscious about that, and trying really hard to be inconspicuous. Like, I do not want to go out and talk to people because I feel like this is probably where I am most likely to be noticed. That is a great call, and I had not even considered that. Yeah. Definitely roll to defy danger. Okay. Seven. Without anything added. So yeah. I'm sure I'll add. Oh, I might add. Nope, that would be your wisdom. Yeah. Right? We established that habit would be wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. Intelligence is like books. So that's a seven. So you just barely get that so i probably look really shady but not for the reason that i'm thinking of right like that would make sense i don't like taking player suggestions for outcomes but i do kind of like that i do like that that's I, a, yeah i no, feel like i would really look good, really shady you got good ideas this session yeah, you did real well what i'm learning um, so yeah i feel like i look really shady i'm dirty and i'm like huddle i look probably like i'm a drug dealer yeah like I'm I'm going to make you GM, Sam. These are good ideas. <laughs> no, yeah, that's great. And I think you do. You look really shady. Yeah. Because of because of what you're doing. Uh, because you are you look so out of place and because you're trying to make sure nobody sees you. And I think the result is some people definitely see you. Yeah. And two city guards, a human and an elf, walk up to you. And uh, the human, he's trying to sound helpful while also sounding accusatory. He says, um, are you lost, l young lady? Yes, but I know what I need to do. I'm just waiting for the train. He looks you over and goes, what, what brings you out here? I stayed on the train too long. I was supposed to get off two stops ago. I'm just waiting for the train. Uh, he and the elf kind of exchange glances. And, uh... He's... I'm charismatic AF. You are charismatic as AF. So, so... this should be going off without a hitch. I actually don't know. Was I like I don't actually know where I was supposed to get off. I'm just saying these things yeah. just so that we're all aware. Actually, why don't you roll charisma? Where are those twelves? Well, that's a seven plus two is a nine. It's a nine. They get your story. They kind of step back and and they start talking to each other. And uh, you see the elf look at Sal a few times. Like, like, glance back at her, back at you, mm -hmm. and uh, and talk to the human. And they come back up, and they say, uh, the human goes, we understand you're lost, um, and we believe you. Why don't you come with us, and we can get you an escort and make sure that you're, you're safe. Isn't the train, like, I can hear it. I think it would just be easier for all of us if I just got back on the train. He goes, we understand that. To be honest, we think you should come with us. You're not in trouble. We promise. We're not taking you to you know, the station or anything. Uh, but but you should you should come with us. But the train is coming. I feel like this would. I feel like this is just gonna make your day harder. I feel like it's gonna make my day harder. I think it just is easier because I can see it. Like I can, I can see that the train is coming. I'm just gonna get back on it. The elf. Because you're with the group that came in from Porsa a few nights ago, aren't you? I'm the person who just got off the train right now. Did you? Was I not clear? I'm sorry. I just got off the train right now is when I got off the train. Uh, the guards look at each other and they go, you're going to have to come with us. But the train is coming. She's panicking. <laughs> She's panicking. She does. She was not expecting that question about Forza. She is, she is panicking. The, but the train is coming. I can just stay here. She's getting louder. 
the elf actually like gestures to a few other guards that are in another part of the station. I'll, I'll go with you. I just don't. You're just making your day a little bit harder. I was just trying to make it a little bit easier. The human goes, "Don't worry about it. Everything's fine. You are not in trouble. We just uh, want to uh, escort you." Where? Because uh, you don't know where I'm going. The elf, like, looks back at you, and he goes, I, I think he, like, rubs his temples, and he goes, Messia wants to talk to you. I don't want to talk to her. I want to get back on the train. Why can't I just get back on the train? I just want to get back on the train. And she's playing with her hair. She looks like she's near tears. Oh, no. Like, I just want to get back on the train. The other guards come over, and the human goes, come on, let's go. And no, the other two she's guards. She's panicking. She's shaking. She's holding her hair. The other two guards are now on either side of you, and the human guard turns to you and goes, "You don't have a choice." What are you gonna do? Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Can you? Who is around? Is it just these guards? Are there business people around? Yeah. Because if this is a nice area, they don't want bloodshed and fights. She might just start screaming real loud, and they're not gonna want that. Because there's some nice business people. The so she's panicking. The human turns back to, to you and says, you can come with us to Messiah's home, manse. Or you can stay here. We'll bring Messiah to you. And I promise you, neither of you will be happy about that. If I go with you, I would like it to be clear that I am going with you willingly at this moment, I'm going with you willingly. I know I put up a fight, but I'm going with you willingly now. I'm going with you willingly. I would like to be treated accordingly. The guard says, that's perfectly fine. Uh, we ex- I accept that condition. Okay, so I'm still holding my hair, still mm. playing with my hair, and I'm walking behind wherever he's telling me I have to go. Okay. So uh, the two guards that first met with you are leading, and these two guards that are on either side of you are kind of escorting you behind them. Mm-hmm. And they lead you out of the train station area and down a few blocks. You guys, you guys walk through the city a little while, ways, and they kind of you know exchange glances and, and say a few things to some other guards. And again, you're kind of struck with the affluence of this neighborhood mm-hmm. and how and how nice and how fancy it is. Bray is putting her hands in her pockets, which she does not have in these billowy pants. So what she's actually doing is putting her hand on her rapier, making it look like her hands are in her pockets. They're very billowy pants. One of the guards that are by your side and is escorting you, he has short, buzz cut, like, new grunt recruit hair. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's got some some fine, like, scale armor, and he's got a a broad sword sword, uh, at his side. And he turns to you and he goes... You were with that group from Forza that came in a few nights ago. Should I have been with that group from Forza that came in a few nights ago? He, he looks at you like that's a weird way to respond to that question. And he goes, well, I, I just asked because my uh, parents were also in that group. And uh, they're coming out to live with me now. He says, uh, I, I heard it was a really scary trip. What are their names? Uh, Gilberto and Flora. Stop it. He goes, did you meet them? Yes. They were so nice to me. So she's right-handed. It's not her right hand mm-hmm. that's on her rapier. Her left hand is still like looking like it's in her pocket, but yeah. her like elbows are moving. Like She's very animated, but she still <laughs> wants to be ready in case something happens. Okay. Uh, I heard that Knowles attacked the group. Knoll Raiders attacked, yes. He shrugs and kind of like rolls his eye and goes, is there difference i mean the orphan that's eating food from the garbage isn't a threat to me so yeah there's a difference to me he kind of goes tight-lipped and says uh i think they're pretty much the same i think you're pretty much the same too and then i stop talking (laughs) okay all right he i'm sure he's gonna try and have some sort of conversation with me i'm responding zero you guys keep walking and he goes uh i didn't mean any offense I just, uh... I think you did. I uh, think you meant to offend them. You just don't mean to offend me, and I happen to be offended by the things that you said. But I think you do mean offense. You mean offense to them. He shuts up. (laughs) Yeah, he shuts up. (laughs) Tell your parents that I'll stop by and see them soon. He goes, what's... what is your name? Tell your parents that someone will stop by and see them soon in a positive way. I'm excited to see them. It's been a while. 
He goes, well, they're living with me. So if you're going to see them, you're I'm, probably going to see me. I'm assuming you work. Is this not your job? Are you not working right now? You're there all the time with your parents? Do they come with you to your job? I didn't know I needed to get permission to talk to some adults. Do I have permission to talk to your parents? Am I allowed to do that? He goes completely tight-lipped. Um, She's giggling now. This and is fun. you guys get stop in front of... A very nice building that is gated off, and it has a it has a small courtyard in the center with some sh- potted trees and potted shrubs. And there's a bell on the on the gate, mm-hmm. and one of the guards who escorted you rings the bell a few times, and a halfling girl comes out, and they exchange a few words. The halfling girl dis- uh, disappears, comes back, opens the gate for you guys, and the guards do not enter. The first human guard just turns to you and says, Go on and head in. She'll escort you to Messia. Are you guys just going to stand out here? That's a little weird. We uh, have things to do. They say, We are going to disperse. We have things to do. But once you're inside, Messia will see to you. Okay, have a great day. And I'm looking specifically at Flora's son. Uh, he rolls his eyes at you and he says, Um... I hope the next time we meet, it can be a little more pleasant. Me too. Very frowny. Very straight. Okay. Uh, and I walk in, and I'm trying to make small talk with the halfling because I'm nervous. Okay. My left hand has not left my rapier. All right. I think we're going to end there. That's <laughs> oh. it for today's session. Such a nail bitey thing. Yeah, I'm what do you think? How'd that go? I, I'm liking that it is tense. This is not how I was planning on going to the guild meeting that she's going to try and stop me from going to, but I'm still going to try to go to. Yeah, I was I not expecting uh, I was not expecting you to screw up that badly. That's pretty I fun. didn't screw up that badly. I did a middling thing. I middled. It was a middling thing. Like, I got off at the wrong stop, but I middlingly did something, and then you gave me this! DM! Listen, this doesn't have to be all... You can... Find How? the best in a bad situation. How am I going to find the best in this bad situation? She does not like me. I no, really don't really like. I really don't like her. Yeah. How is this going to be a positive interaction? I don't know. I'm looking forward <sighs> to it, though. Of course you are. <laughs> thank um, you all for listening. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Thank you for giving us an excuse to play every week. Um, I'm really enjoying it, uh, and I hope you are too. I think we're really going to start getting into the action here as Diana starts clashing up against some of the campaign fronts that I've put together. Uh, I think some cool things are going to start coming together, which I'm super excited for. Yes. So we just want to thank a few people. Thank you to Zach B., who is our editor, uh, who without this, it wouldn't get made. Absolutely. Big thank you to In Love with a Ghost for the use of their song Chilling at Nemo's Place off of the album Healing for our intro and outro. We love that song. I just I've been listening to Healing and the 2016 discography on my drives in and out of work lately like a lot cuz I love it. These songs are earworms, so listen with care cuz they will stick in your head all day and they're great, but they're earworms. Yeah, they're fantastic. If you like us, please make sure to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, if you leave a review, we will give you a shout out on the show. That's how other people find us, and yeah. we really appreciate it. We love hearing from you guys. It really means a lot to us. So if you get Absolutely. a chance, if you could, please do so. Please recommend us to your fellow RPG-loving friends. Yeah, force us on them. Just force us on them. Yeah, if you, if you like AP podcasts or you know people who like AP podcasts, maybe suggest us. I think we're cool. If you're going on a six to seven hour long car ride with people who will be trapped in the car with you and you're driving, this would be a great way to introduce them oh, to no, us. Oh no, that's terrible. No. I would never, never. Force hold, it. No, never. Force it. <laughs> never hold people hostage with your podcast. Hold them that's hostage. That's terrible. Do not do that. Hold them I hostage. like us. I think we're great. Don't do that to people. Don't hold them hostage with us. I think it's a great strategy. 
You can follow us at HeartPointsPod on Twitter as well to keep up with uh, everything that we are doing and make sure that you hear about new episodes. Uh, if you could tweet about us, we would love to see it. You can either tweet at us or tweet with the tag HeartPointsPod. Yep, yep. And if you do, we will mention you on the show, like Brittany underscore Brooks, uh, Ashley Shaw uh, at Shrimp Slippers, and Justinius Arturius at Sunstretch. And also, uh, Justinius, uh, since you're up, congratulations on your upcoming nuptials. Yeah, yeah. We will be seeing you uh, probably, I think, what, the week after this episode comes out? It's uh, Yeah, I think this comes out that Monday, and it's the like later in that week. So so we are looking forward to it. Gonna Excited party. To see you there. Woot, woot. Uh, but yeah, anyone else, if you tweet at us, tweet about us, share it with your friends. Um, just get our name out there, and then we can justify continuing to do this every week. Because we do kind of need an excuse. Yeah. Yeah. I make him have an excuse for everything, so... We appreciate that. Yep. Uh, you can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash heartpointspod, or check us online at heartpointspod.wordpress.com. We are at those locations, and we're going to try to start posting more and doing more stuff on there. I'm not sure what we're going to post... But It'll be I'm, a surprise. Yeah, I'm hoping as we start like diversifying and get further into Dungeon World that we can start doing things like posting Sal's character sheet and maybe some Sagaransa stuff and doing other cool stuff too. Yeah. So I'm also I'm super excited because October's coming up and we're going to do a couple non Sagaransa things for October. I don't think I've talked to Diana about that, but we're going to do some, I think we're going to do at least one horror game. Welcome to our relationship. Diana's <laughs> unaware of whatever decision Zach has made. That is not true. I that do is almost one hundred percent the truth. I do. He feels nothing. like he's told me something. Usually, it's a conversation he imagined in his head, and then I find out about it later. I do, but that's okay because you guys are going to reap the benefits of it. I do almost nothing Boosh. without first asking. All Boosh. Right. Okay. So thank you guys again for joining us this week. Make sure to follow us on iTunes and keep an eye on us for next week. And until then, have a very nice day. Have, but like a really, really nice one. Bye. Bye.